Thanks for tuning in to another episode of My Wax Museum. Today on the show, I have my friend Angelo Pablo, one of the first roommates I met here at school, and certainly someone who has become a good friend of mine. He talks today about how he has gone from leave me alone to finding himself rooted in other people's lives, talking about going from being an introvert to an extrovert and how discovering his extrovertedness was actually almost more of an uncovering of his actual personality. This is a fantastic episode. I hope you enjoy it, and please make sure you subscribe so that you can stay tuned for our Christmas special coming up in December. You're an ecclesiastical leader, right? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're recording now. So, <laughs> Angelo Pablo. Pablo. Pablo? Did you yeah. say Pablo? I, I honestly answered it both. <laughs> Should I say pa- Pablo? Okay, Angelo Pablo. Pablo. It's all like it's like pasta. Yeah, I say pasta <laughs> though. Sorry. I know. I'm sorry. Okay, so and Angelo Pablo. Yes. Uh how do we know each other? So um we're roommates ish, I guess. Like yeah, I mean, we're, we're room- we are we're roommates. roommates. We're not in the same we don't live in the same like bedroom, but like yeah. we're in the same apartment. So our, apartment rates. Our beds are a foot apart. Actually, that's true. There's our, just, our, our, there's, my bed is actually closer to your bed than my bed is to Tanner's. Yeah. And he's my roommate. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So, I mean, we're pretty close. We're pretty close. Yeah, yeah. We co- sometimes communicate over the wall. <laughs> actually, that's true. We do. Um, so, okay. So, so um, yeah. So, we're roommates. That's how we know each other. Yes. How did we meet each other? Okay. So, it all starts back. I make it sound like a, like a very long story, but it wasn't. It's not really a really long it's story. Not, yeah. But um, we we go back to like the very very beginning of the the semester. I as a mentor, and I I got back from my mentoring, and like when I got like when I left, there was nobody there, and I was like, I'm so alone, <laughs> and so I like I leave, I come back, and I was like, whoa. There's two more people here. Mm-hmm. One of them is Asian. <laughs> yeah. And of course, the other one was white. Yeah, of course. <laughs> and so I was like, hey, how's it going? And then you said, you're Alex. And we just kind of talked a bit. I found out you're a Canadian. I was like, whoa. Yeah. That means, I was like, wait a minute. If you're Canadian and the other guy we met is from mainland China, that's Alfred. Yeah. We're like, like, does it mean like, Half our room is not from Utah, Idaho, or Arizona, or California. Yeah. That's that's unthinkable. Yeah. I was like, <gasps> And in <amazing>. fact, <laughs> no one in our apartment is from Utah, Idaho, Arizona, or California. Yeah, we decided that James is not from Cal- is not from Rexburg, Idaho. Though he does live here. He's from Scranton. He's from Scranton. Pennsylvania. Scranton, Pennsylvania. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so, yeah, that's how we know each other. Um yeah, so good times, good times. Mm-hmm. Um, where were you born? Where are you from? So the question "Where are you from?" is always like a weird question for me. Mm-hmm. So my dad was in the navy, and so um, we like we always like we lived like pretty much everywhere. But I always like telling people I'm from Cuba, and <laughs> it like they're like, "How'd you leave?" I was like. I took a plane (laughs) (laughs) and I was like, really? What? It's communist. I was like, yeah, my dad was in the Navy. (laughs) Yeah. In the U S Navy. U S Navy. Yeah. It was the, if it was the Cuban Navy, that wouldn't be good at all. (laughs) Yeah. No, he would probably be dead by now. Oh, okay. Well, (laughs) I'd probably not be here, but still, Luckily, he was in the U.S. Navy. Yeah. I have no Cuban relations. But so you were born, were you born on a, a U.S. naval base? Yes. In Cuba? Yes, I was born in Guantanamo Bay, Cuba. Really? <laughs> yep. Interesting. I was always told it was the hardest thing to get out. We were, my parents apparently were really, really scared that we wouldn't get out of Cuba. Really? apparently it's like, even for Navy, it's pretty difficult to get out. Really? Yeah, not very difficult, but like more difficult than any like getting out of like 
you know, like from like like let's say Florida to like North Carolina to Washington. Yeah, it's a lot easier. It's a lot more difficult. It's a lot easier to get from like different states and different countries that are not communist countries. Really, that's interesting. Yeah, and so. So you were born. You were born in Cuba mm-hmm. with an American citizenship. Yes. Yeah. Yes. That's interesting. <laughs> that is interesting. And uh, and then how long were you in Cuba for growing up? Only a couple of years, just enough for me and my brother to be born. Okay, yeah. And so we left there, then we moved to Japan. Nice. We lived there for like seven years. It was it was like, like from my memories, it was always so fun. Yeah. I don't remember, like, I guess like, for so, like we were never like, when we were there, we were never like, super hungry we weren't well off we weren't wealthy mm-hmm. but like we like we were always good cared mm-hmm. for my mom didn't have to work my dad worked in the navy and it was just like it was pretty peaceful mm-hmm. so so you you guys there was a base that you lived on is that how that worked yes well like, yeah we lived on a base i so i didn't learn any japanese at all yeah yeah. But I did pick up more Japanese when I got here to BYU Idaho. Really? I decided like, hey, people are gonna ask me eventually if I know any Japanese. Yeah. And yeah. I'm like <laughs> I can say no, even though like I lived in Japan for seven years, like I don't know any Japanese. That's crazy. So I was like, well, I'll pick some up. And so I think I can get like if there was a Japanese one on one class here in in BYU Idaho. I'd probably be able to pass it. I say so very, very... You think so? <laughs> Maybe. Okay, how do you say, hello, my name is Angelo? Uh, ooh, my Chinese is getting in the way. Uh, Ohio, uh... Ohio, uh oh, gosh. <laughs> I have tons of Japanese listeners, so they're going to really judge you if you get it wrong, oh, by no. the way. Um, Ohio, uh, watashi wa... Uh, I don't remember. That's okay. That's okay. I don't. I don't know either. I can say it in Mandarin. Say it in Mandarin. Ni hao, wajiao, Angelo Pablo. Nice, nice. That's awesome. So, um, so, d- growing up, you obviously have an interest in languages and and culture. So, I actually gained that like like that respect and want like, right like right like during like the latter half of my mission I, okay like, i wanted to learn more about people yeah it's like i le- i guess um i guess it requires some background of, as to like my my life in general mm-hmm. so like growing up like i was kind of a homebody <laughs> really yeah um i didn't do a lot <laughs> uh i usually just stayed home and because like when we're like when you move around a lot you don't make a lot of like you just kind of choose not to make a lot of friends because mm-hmm. you know you're gonna eventually leave them anyway, and so it's sort of like that grenade idea. Like you don't want to get too close to someone because it's gonna hurt when you leave mm-hmm. because it's it's bound to explode. Hmm. And so, and I feel like a lot of people have that like mentality is like if you know you're gonna leave sometime like I just want to cut off like I just want to like make my relationships as like, as thin as possible so it doesn't hurt them or me as hmm. much. I mean, I've seen that with, like, a lot of, like, uh, missionaries leaving. It happened to me when I was going on my mission. I kind of, like, thinned my relationship, especially with my family, because I didn't want to get hurt. And um, uh, and so I was like, I don't want to be too connected with people. Like, I, at, the t- at those times, I didn't want to be too connected with people. Mm-hmm. And so uh, I, I coming back, like, going into the mission – uh, into like go I I left I went to Texas for two years, uh, to teach about Jesus Christ and about the gospel his gospel that he shared on here on earth, and I came to realize how socially inept I was. Really? <laughs> yeah, I was like, uh, as missionaries, you like, I mean, granted, you, as a missionary, you you have to do like some socially adept stuff, mm-hmm. like you gotta knock on people, so like a random person's door and like spark a conversation like that. And like, I was like, uh, like first door I knocked, I was like, um, nice T-shirt. Really? <laughs> Granted, the person I first talked to, he like, 
he was like socially adept and pretty chill. And so yeah. we talked about his T-shirt the entire time. Really? <laughs> yeah. Granted, like that's all. Like granted, like all I kind of said was like he was wearing like you know those sriracha shirts that people have. Like, yeah, yeah. Like yeah. he was like, like so I was like. And I was like, I don't know what to say. I don't know how to turn this to like the message about the gospel. Like I'm lost. I don't know what to do. Yeah. Elder, please help me. <laughs> yeah. I um was like and so like I noticed at that point I was like, I need to learn more about like how to like interact with mm-hmm. people. And like as a like as a missionary, you do that pretty much twenty four seven and that's yeah. your life talking with people so you eventually get the hang of it and you get really good at it and coming back i was like like a lot of half my mission is like why do i think i'm thinking why do we do these things why do we have these like social tendencies why do we Mm -hmm. like why do we say hello (laughs) why do we sometimes say um like 50 different times but yet like after we say it we think we did a really good job but like half our talks uh, half of what we say was um Mm mm-hmm and like and even after that like passed i was like what makes the human mind tick how is it influenced by like like let's say like the family that they lived in how is it influenced by like if they moved a lot or not and i started looking at my own life and saw how like like wow my like like my personality my like and hard to believe I, I, like, before going on my mission, I was an introvert. I was very really? introverted. Like, really? Yeah. I could probably count the number of conversations I had. Oh, actually, no. Words I had uh, at the end of the day. I could count them. <laughs> really? Yeah. So why, so growing up, was that just a result of moving around? I mean, and living in these different countries because i mean you lived in cuba you lived in japan and then after that did you move to florida yes yeah and and was it just a result of that moving around did you Um, did you feel like you didn't have like a solid space where you could share your thoughts or what um so not that i didn't feel like there was a solid space to share my thoughts uh, so whenever you live in that kind of, kind of situation, you kind of like live like you draw closer to your family, mm-hmm. and so you share everything with your family, and like you know when you hit those like middle school teenage years, mm-hmm. you're like your parents ask how was your day, and you say it was good, and they ask what you did, it was like school, yeah, I studied, and so. It's the combination of just like being like just like socially grown like close to your family and then just like those puberty years, just like oh like I don't want to share like much with my family. It's not that cool to do that. Yeah, <laughs> and so, and then going into school, I wasn't too like. I would say, good at communic like my communication skills weren't all that great. Also, yeah, and so like I wasn't good with like the stranger thing is like i don't like i was always told stranger danger don't yeah yeah <laughs> and like and for me at least i can't come to the conclusion that's like one of the sayings i come to really hate and it's become the bane of my existence really <laughs> yeah because i feel like as though like a lot of times like people take that very very literally like yeah i shouldn't talk to anybody who i don't know mm-hmm. like who i have like like before i saw them i had no relations whatsoever yeah. So I shouldn't talk to them. Yeah. And that's kind of the way I took it whenever I was, uh, when I went to school. But I eventually made friends-ish. Mm-hmm. Like, we weren't super close because, like, I was just used, like, I, as, when you grow up with, like, as kind of like that, uh, moving you around a lot, you don't get the chance to make, like, you're not, like, good at like making long-lasting relationships yeah you're talking about how you how you kept relationships thin Mm -hmm. right and and so you you did that just because you didn't want to keep attached Mm -hmm. to to these people was there was there anyone that you did get attached to um like 
up to this present time or before my mission? Before your mission. Before my mission. Um, I guess the closest relationship I had um, that I still kept very, very thin was, um, oh, there were two, um, was one of my friends named Marianne. And, like, the only reason, like, like not the only reason, but, like, uh, like the reason why we were, I guess, somewhat close is because I met her when I first, I, I met, we met when I first moved to, like, pretty close when I first moved to Florida. Mm-hmm. And, like, back then, like, I was, like, I was, like, eight or nine. And so we knew each other in middle school. Mm-hmm. And so... And we went to the same high school. And, and so, like, that's just kind of how, like, as far I got. And we, we talked a little bit. I mean, still, I was still that very introverted personality. And I could, I would say, hey, hi, <laughs> um, nice shirt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> nice t-shirt. <laughs> um, but my second relationship that, um that I that was thicker than most I would say it was with my uh, my best friend uh, Adam mm-hmm. Adam Wang actually I pronounced that Wong <laughs> <laughs> that right. was his joke that I stole. really yeah yeah he, like whenever like someone like cause like teachers always butcher names like yeah that's like that's just like rule number one to being a teacher you're, you're always gonna butcher somebody's name yeah. Especially it's when it's not really a, an American or American name like Peterson or Adams or Smith. Yeah. And like they pronounced it with like like oh, with an American accent. He's it, so they would always pronounce it uh Adam Wang. Yeah. And and he says like here but you pronounced it Wong. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's good. So, is that where you got your love of puns from? Was from I, that's Adam. exactly where I really? got it from. Really? <laughs> yes. He made me laugh so many times. And oddly enough, I just like when I got to college, I was like, I wanna be like very, very funny. I wanna be a funny guy. Mm-hmm. I wanna be like socially outgoing and yeah. ex- extroverted. And so I kind of like compiled together like all the different people that I've known who are like pretty extroverted. Mm-hmm. And like compiled like some of the things that they did and just like mimicked those things mm-hmm. made them part of my personality yeah but kept like because like for me at least it's not a bad thing to be yeah. introverted i mean yeah. i learned a lot of good things and values from being introverted i got drew, drew close to my family because i was introverted yeah and <laughs> because i was also introverted i was very in like imbued with like family values yeah and like, I kept those values, and mm-hmm. I'm, like, grateful for, like, being introverted. But, like, for me at least, like, I came to realize as, like, as a person, I'm a very extroverted person. <laughs> like, okay, I, yeah. I was, uh, like, like, and it was very, very weird to do that, too. Because, like, whenever I was, like, I never, like, a lot of times, you know, in high school, you take, uh, you, like, take, like, some personality tests and it always like turned out for me to be like I'm always an extroverted person, hmm. but like my mannerism and my like the way I bring about myself really didn't match it. I was like that is weird, and like it was it was always this it was always this one question that I knew was always true, but like like I was like I know this is true, but I, for some reason I don't know why I it doesn't match. It's the question was like do you like are you excited whenever someone like speaks whenever you when you get the t- like the chance to speak i'm like yeah like whenever i speak i'm super excited my heart races and i just like i like talking mm-hmm. and but i just don't do it a lot and so i was like hmm i wonder like i, I like well, i wonder why that is and so i was like and then i later find out during my mission i was like ah it's just because me personally like i'm like i, I kind of like think like I'm naturally an extroverted person but raised in an introverted environment like hmm. an, an environment that kind of morphed me into like sort of have like that introverted personality that's interesting that's really interesting so you you think um you would say that you uncovered your already existing 
extroverted personality yeah. that was covered up because of your life situation. Yeah, I mean, like granted, like it's not a bad thing. I could probably no, yeah. say like, like I could have been introverted like my entire life and it been perfectly fine, but like, like my love for like, like I can't even, like to really love speaking to people, mm-hmm. and it's just like something like, like. I just want to share everything that I know. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. so I was like, being able to find out that I, I love talking to people kind of as well sparked not only my like desire for like wanting to learn how people tick, but as well as how, like, how do I tick myself? How do I, can, how can I communicate uh, my, like, how can I communicate what I want to them so they understand me clearly? Mm-hmm. And that they're not bored whenever they, they hear what I'm trying to say. Yeah, yeah. And so I kind of studied more like charismatic traits. Yeah. And psychology. Yeah. And body language. Yeah. And those things intrigued me so much. I was like, wow. <laughs> so you're fat. You're fascinated um, by people, mm-hmm. how they tick, as well as how you tick. Yes. Um, have you learned anything? else interesting about yourself have is there something that you've discovered about yourself oh man i actually like learned like hmm about myself and not just like people in general or people in general what have you learned um hmm hmm what have i learned It's just that, like, I mean, like, people can choose to, like, like, I feel like a lot of times that people kind of, like, whenever, like, people are shy, like, they kind of condemn themselves to that shyness. They say, like, I can't, I can't do that. I'm shy. Yeah. (laughs) I'm too shy. I can't ask that girl out. I'm too shy. Yeah. (laughs) I can't do that. Like, I can't do that. I'm, like. I'm too timid. Yeah. It won't, it just won't work. But sometimes like for me, at least like a lot of times you just need to let yourself go. Like enjoy it. Enjoy mm-hmm. your time. Like, like you don't have to be in captured in a cage. You can like the doors, like, yeah, you're in a cage of like probably like shyness or like even probably like, some anything like anything in general like let's say i don't want to use addiction as an example but um just something that's encapturing like your freedom Mm -hmm. like and it's not bad to be a shy and timid person if like that's your personality but a lot of times like shy and timid people aren't like i hate to say it but like and it's that's just my opinion Mm-hmm. It's that they they don't have to be shy or timid. Mm-hmm. They can like they uh, people choose to like people have like that ability to change to choose to become uh, either extra more extroverted or more introverted, more happy or more sad. Um, they can choose the polars of anything that they of of anything in this world. They can choose to be a very, very angry person, or they can be a very, very grateful person. Mm-hmm. And it's all about your mindset. And for me, I've learned. Uh, <laughs> for me, I've learned about myself that I can control my mindset. I can choose to be sad over something, or I can just choose to to let go. Mm-hmm. Like, and like. That's one thing that kind of like, uh, just that idea of, like, of just like I'm able to control my, my destiny, and just like how I feel about certain things. Like, gave me like that's also like there's a lot of things that kind of in, like inputted into my my mind of like int- my intrigue, of like different people I guess to like how like how they how they change and how they are influenced. Because a lot of times people follow a similar pattern over and over again. Yeah. And like, let's say, let's give an example of like, uh, 
like an average day, an average day guy, like like an average man here in like the Americas is totally different from an average person, an average man, let's say in like, like in in like China, mm-hmm. like who has a a Buddhist belief, like like or, or like even a monk. Let's say that for example, like uh, I'll give an example of my, of my own like uh. Of my own like my own life like recently i got over like a really like a breakup and like it was such a good relationship i loved it and uh like sadly it started fast and it ended fast mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh i like i was thinking about it and we were like we were I'm, in my world religions class we were talking about buddhism mm-hmm. and i was like there, um, one main belief in Buddhism is the ability to let go. Mm-hmm. That's a main trait in Buddhism. Mm-hmm. And like, it's, I was like, I'm thinking it's like, so like, if I'm like, if I'm like the difference of between like, like if I'm in this situation, how would like, let's say like a man in China or like a, like a devout Buddhist believer, like react, of course, like they would be sad. But they would let go of that sadness. It's sort of like, yeah, there are like these like material possess- like there's these things that happen in our lives. Yet, and a lot of times they're very very temporal. Mm-hmm. And so, it's kind of the idea of like it's not worth crying over spilt milk. Like it's you can clean it up just. It's all, all about moving forward. Like, yeah, like, that for me at least, that relationship, it was good. It was fun. It was great. I enjoyed my time. And though at the end of it, I was, I bawled my eyes out. Tanner can tell you, I bawled my eyes out yeah. for one night. And then that morning, I was like, I have to move on. Yeah. I need to let go. Mm-hmm. And, like, and see, like, the positive side of it. And what helped me over, I get over that is like that pause, like seeing the positive side over it as well. Yes. Yeah. I mean, I was like, I came to the conclusion. I was like, you know what? I'm actually happy that, <laughs> that she broke. Up. Like, like it's, it's weird to, see, to hear, but I am happy that she did break up with me because, and like in doing so, she's able to move on with her life. Mm-hmm. And like, she decided to, she decided she wanted to go on a mission that's why she left me and so I was like you know what I'm actually glad and happy that she was like willing to let go yeah yeah did you uh have you always been cuz cuz I mean here in our little family we have <laughs> yeah um you're you're our puppy Right, because you're always happy. Yeah. You're always, you love everybody. You're very kind. Mm-hmm. Um, and I can do a lot of tricks. And you can do a lot <laughs> of tricks. We and I mean, we all really appreciate your your level of enthusiasm and positivity mm-hmm. toward life. Have you always been that way? Oh no, no, no. Have, have has there ever been a time when you've struggled with negativity? Um, I struggle a lot with negativity in high school. Mm-hmm. Like. Like, just feeling that, like, like I wasn't satisfied. Yeah. I was pretty sad. Yeah. And, like, it wasn't like, like, like I wasn't doing anything wrong, per se. Like, I was just, like, pretty sad. I was just, like, and, like. My fo- I, the problem was, at that time, my focus wasn't where it needed to be. Like, I was focusing on, like, uh, just the negative aspects of my life. Like, um, for example, like, I focused, like, my, granted, I got, like, for an average student, I got really good grades. I got A's and B's, which is, which is really good. Yeah. But like, my brother, he always got straight A's, mm-hmm. and I focus like a lot of times I focus on that jealousy. I was like, ah, 
I got to be again. Like, I can't be like my brother. Pun intended. <laughs> But, um, I just, like, I, I tried to measure myself to other people. Mm. And for me, like, it didn't really make me happy. And as well as, like, my, like, the, like, my very, very, like, at that moment in time, my very, very devout belief that I shouldn't draw too close to people because the grenade analogy. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was like, I just wasn't, like, I wasn't happy because my, like, one, I wasn't making relationships. And two, like, I was looking at, like, I was looking at my life as if it was half empty, like, glass half empty. Not half full. And, like, I, like, I try to do extracurriculars just to fill, sometimes even fill the void, but eventually I just found myself just going back home and just playing, playing, like, video games by myself. Yeah. And not building any relationships at all. And I'm like, And eventually I felt like, man, this sucks. Like, I need to find a way to be able to, to be happy. Yeah. And it kind of correlated back to as well, um, when I this is all kind of decided to go on my mission, uh, my two-year mission. And, well, actually, throughout my life, I always wanted to go on a two-year mission. And I, 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 once I graduated, I told my mom, like, Mom... I don't know if I want to go on a mission. Because, like, at that point, I just, like, high school just, like, beats you up. Like, it, like, berates you and, like, it goes, it puts you through, like, like, the grinder and then spits you back out. Yeah. <laughs> and, like, there's the, always that point in everyone's life where you question. You're like, do I really believe what I believe? Yeah. Is Or this am what I, I want? Like, is this what I want? Is this the thing that's going to make me happy? Yeah. Or it's not even in beliefs either. It's just every, you, there's a moment in time in everyone's life where you say, the path where I'm going right now, is this, is this what I want? Mm -hmm. Is this where I want to go? Like, is this going to bring my ideal to, to life? Is this the ideal that I want? And I was at that moment in time. I was like, I don't know if I want to go on a mission. I don't know, like, if, like, if this is my ideal. And so, like, because, like, at that moment, in time, I was like, I, I, like, I was thinking, like, at that moment in time, I was just like living my routine, just because that's the routine, and that's like how my life was patterned, like, throughout all, like, throughout, like, the entire, like, my entire. 18 years at that point. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I want to like do like, I want to break out of this routine. Yeah. And like, but at this point, if I break out of this routine, I have two different, I actually have three options. I can stay in the routine. I can go off one way, go on a mission or go off another way and just figure out, I figure out, I'm like, just kind of wing it. Yeah. And, At that moment in time, uh, I was like, I don't know if I want to go on a mission. I don't know if, like, this is my ideal. Yeah. And I was like, you know what? I I need to, I, I don't know what to do. And my mom told me, um, and my mom's a very, very devout member of the Church of Jesus Christ of Latter-day Saints. And she said, pray about it. I was like, mom. That's way too simple of an answer. Yeah. That's like, I need like, I need something like hard and concrete. I need a plan. <laughs> and so like, I took her advice. I was like, I prayed about it. I was like, I still don't know what I'm going to do. And so I told him, you know what? Uh, so, uh, as members of the church, as, uh, as members of the church, there's, uh, Like, like sort of like youth camps for 
for uh, uh, for uh, youth. For youth, of course. Yeah, yeah. It's called especially for youth. Yeah. And uh, or EFY. EFY, yeah, yeah. Or EFY. Um, and I told her, you know what, mom, EFY is coming up. If <laughs> if I don't get an answer by the end of EFY, I'm not going. Mm-hmm. And I said, like, I, I prayed to God, I was like, hey, God. <laughs> and you never challenge God yeah. at all. You're like, oh, God. I didn't say that actually, but hey, God. I told him, if you don't give me an answer by the end of EFY, I'll just take that as a no. <laughs> yeah. I'll take it as a no, I don't have to go. And so, go to EFY. First day, I was like, man, I'm enjoying myself. Because, like, in youth camps, it's always so fun. It's fun. Yeah, it's, it's fun. just a party, right? It's, just, it's like, yeah, it's, it's a party. It's yeah. A, it's a church party. Yeah, yeah. And so, it's like, it's just a lot of fun. And But I always had that thing in, like, the back of my mind. It's like, oh, I still have to go on a mission. I Do I need to go on a mission? It's like, and it's just that conflict in my back of my mind. It was like, <laughs> I remember my mom saying, like, pray about it. I'm like, Ugh. So that, like, one night, I think it was, like, the third or second or third day, I was like, I got on my knees and prayed. I was like, uh, God, I, I need I need an answer. <laughs> yes or no? Do I go on a mission? Yeah. <laughs> and I had this, like, slight feeling in my chest like I don't feel bad about it <laughs> yeah and then later that um and that was at night and so I went to bed woke up the next morning uh read the scriptures and I read a scripture that really really uh impacted me and it told me like it had nothing to do about my mission yeah. <laughs> at all it just it was just the simple idea idea of like Asking, you shall see a knock, and it shall be answered unto you. And just like ask and look and mm-hmm. see, and like, and but for some reason, whenever I read that, I was like, I felt like I needed to go on a mission because I guess to me that scripture said like you asked for it, and you're asking as well for a lot of different things. Like you're asking, like you're, what you're asking is more than just whether or not you should go on a mission. It's what do you want to do with your life. And so he said, yeah, go on a mission. And I saw like, I felt like I need to go on a mission. And right after, like, I was so hyped to go on a mission. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, after EFI, I was like, like, before then, I would have been working on my, I would have been working on my mission papers for about like a solid, like, four or five months. Yeah. And then after EFY, I was like, I just zoomed through the rest of it in two weeks. <laughs> hmm. And then you went. And I went. And did that did that experience um you were talking about the the jealousy and negativity that you struggled with and the the comparisons you would make with yourself against other people. Um did that experience help move you out of that? Um kind of? Yeah. So the jealousy idea, it made me see it more as, I, I kind of, like, cha- I kind of changed my perspective on, like, that idea. Because I was a very, like, because of that jealousy, I was a, I became very, very observant of people. Mm-hmm. And, like, their characteristics and their traits. And I saw, like, different missionaries and uh, while I was out there. And they were, like, they were happy. And I'm mm-hmm. like, man... I'm working my tail off and I'm not happy. <laughs> yeah. And so like, I was thinking like, how are they so happy? And like, they're working hard and they're like getting good results. Like, well, how are they happy? And I was like, I want I, and that jealousy grew into not really jealousy, but desire and drive. And I be, I started to see like, it's sort of like the idea of holy envy. Like, Oh man, like uh, I, I I like how this guy does something, or like if like you're really like, committed to like uh like a certain like car group, or like, mm-hmm. if you're like it's committed to the chef, you're like oh I love what Toyota does with the rims. Yeah, yeah. It's like like ah oh, man, it's like jealousy turned into awe. Okay, okay. So less, um, 
less envy and more appreciation. Yeah, like, and admiration. Yeah, admiration. I think that's the best way to like, like, oh man, I love this guy just because he's always so happy, or yeah, he's always like, he's so hardworking. Yeah, and I, I always I saw those like char- positive characteristics in people, and I was like, man, I want to be like that so bad. Yeah, and the thing is, at that moment in time, I was like, wait. I can be like that. Yeah. And so I was like, I learned, like, I just like, kind of like, not all, like I was able to like, mi- I, try, I tried to mimic the things that they did. Mm-hmm. Like one thing, like there was this one missionary, he's always outgoing. And I love him to death. Yeah. Uh, his name is, uh, well, I don't, I can't forget his, I forgot his, la- his first name. His last name is, El- his last name is Siemens. He was Elder Siemens. Okay. Oh, yeah. there's like a title uh, to mean like missionary. And so Elder Siemens, he was like, he, he was like always an outgoing guy. Yeah. Super buff guy. And just like, su- like really, really cool. Yeah. And like everyone looked up to him and he was just like always happy. It didn't really seem that he was doing that for the fame or for anything. He was just doing it because he was having fun. Yeah. And I was like, whoa, like how is he having so much fun? I want to do that. And so one thing, like, like I was able to like be with him for like, like a, like a days at like different days at a time. And like, I saw that like he, whatever he did, he just made it really, really fun. Mm-hmm. Like there was this one time, like, um, uh, we like, uh, as a missionary, there are times where like, like there was a time or it was a moment in time where he had to talk to like a certain amount of people, kind of like a quota ish. Yeah. You can talk about, uh, talk to a certain amount of people. And so I was like, for me, at least I was like, Oh, that's such a drag. Mm-hmm. Like, why do I have to talk to like 15 people? Like I could probably find, if I wanted to, I could probably find a person, like I could probably find like a person interested in probably less, but I'm still have to talk to like 15 people. Yeah. But I was like, I see like, I saw uh, Elder Siemens. He always, he just made it fun. Like he enjoyed talking to people. Yeah. And like even to the point where like when he decided like you know what, like whenever we like, we're driving somewhere and it's you know if it's safe like we're going like let's say like fifteen twenty five miles per hour and we see someone on the road we're gonna like stop the car and jump out of our car and start talking to them. <laughs> and I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah. And like that that moment in time I was like. I'm actually kind of scared. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, so I, I was like, you know what? we're going to do it. Yeah. We're going to do it. And I just like left. Like, I just, I just like, we saw someone got out of the car and just started talking with them. Yeah. We had like a grand old time. Like, they were caught off guard and we just started talking to them and just like comment, like just like having a fun conversation. And then, granted, the person wasn't really interested in learning about the gospel, but still, like we were learning like, man, that's kind of like I was like, man, I can make, I can make things fun. Yeah, I can make like yeah. the boring drag old days, just fun. Yeah. So what, I mean, so he he taught you that lesson, which I th- I think is awesome, because mm-hmm. uh, I mean things do get boring. Yeah. You know, life. <laughs> yeah, things get boring in life. Life life is can get pretty boring. So, <laughs> what kind of I don't know what kind of like games and and activities I guess would you say activities kind of thing what what kind of stuff can people do to make life more entertaining or what kind of things do you do to make your life more entertaining So for me it all starts in the mind mm-hmm. it, it honestly does mind and actions yeah. those things like those things oddly enough correlate really well together like the things that you do will affect your mind the things that you think will affect your actions and so for me at least i don't think because no one's usually like awake whenever like like i wake up the earliest yeah everybody. yeah you're the first and so, one like whenever like i wake up i wake up fix my bed that's all that's usually a good thing to start off with like fix your bed every day it starts you off on a good on a wind like, yeah. Like yeah, I won. I fixed my bed. Yeah. It's like it's just a winning. It's a winning feeling. Yeah. And like you accomplish something. And then afterwards, just find a time to do something silly. Like for me at least, it's either singing in the shower or mm-hmm. if no one's there, like while I'm like out of the shower, 
I just like flex in front of the mirror. <laughs> really? <laughs> and I'm like, you know I me. Mean? I'm not like, I'm not buff at all. Yeah. And like, I look at myself and I just laugh. I was like, <laughs> I just like laugh at myself. Like, dude, I was like, man, I'm not yeah. buff at all. <laughs> so you think uh, laughing at yourself? Mm-hmm. Well, like, don't take yourself so seriously. Yeah. Like, if you find, like, that for me at least, that's one of my mottos in life. Don't take yourself so seriously. Like, do something fun every now and then. Like, make fun of you. Like, don't, like, berate yourself, like, oh, you're stupid or ugly. But, like, find something, like, fun, like, fun about yourself. Like, oh, I'm, like, I'm not strong at all. I can, like, if I flex, I can, like, I can see my, like, if I do, like, like the bicep flex, I can see my muscle go down. Like, yeah. you know, the cartoon thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Just, like. So just just find something that you can that you can laugh about. Yeah, just like find things that, and like and you can start with yourself or you can even just start with like other things. Yeah. And like it'll start to see in your life that there are funny things and fun things to do around your life and it'll start like um like enjoying life. It'll yeah. start enjoying like like the small moments of life. and then you start to think like, "Ooh, what can I like what can I do to make this moment more fun. Mm-hmm. Like I had that experience. Um, did I already talk about dancing in the tent, like dancing to class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, I think that was on the Christmas portion that we re- recorded. Okay, yeah. So, like, I, I was walk like I was walking to class. And I'm thinking like, like, and I've been like, and it's something I've been practicing for like two sem like about a semester, just like doing something like. Starting my day off with like with a win and a laugh. Yeah. And I was like, and then my mind just starts like I was thinking like, what can I do to make like this moment I'm in right now more fun? And I was like, you know what? I'll dance to some music while I'm walking to class. Yeah. And you know like lately like in the mornings it's freezing cold, it's so cold, and so it was fun. I was like, like, and like, it was fun, like dancing to class. But like, the positive thing for that as well was that I was a warm. Yeah. <laughs> like, I always walked to class, and I was like, oh, it's so cold, and I was like, it kind of, it didn't really bring me down a whole lot, but it, a little bit, and my hands were cold, and they're not usually all that cold yeah. <laughs> ever, and. Well, I mean, you're from Florida. Yeah, but yeah. like, I come back, I. I mean, even like up till that point, I was like, I was like, my hands were like freezing, and yeah. I was like, I need to do something to keep my hands warm, and so I started dancing to class, and my hands were warm. Yeah, like they were like, they were pretty warm, and my yeah. enti- like I was like sweating, <laughs> like, yeah, coming back, like getting in, like oh, and so I was like, ooh, get I your blood just, moving. Like, I'm like, just get your blood moving, and. Like, even, like, you can also do the same thing with, like, bad events happening, too. Yeah, yeah. Like, like one day, I forgot, like, so my Mandarin class, my Chinese class, is my first class of the of the day. Okay. And so, start my day off, right, go to the temple, walk to, uh, uh, walk to class from the temple. And, like, I, like, walking to class, I'm thinking, like, Man, I really hope if I, I have my homework. Get to class. 15 minutes till class starts. Look at my bag. Look through my bag. is like, shoot. I don't have my homework. I'm like, ah. I have 15 minutes till class. I ask, I ask her, I was like, uh, I, I pretty much say it. I, I say it a lot. I was like, 15 minutes before class. Forgot my homework. Can I make it? <laughs> If I run, like, and then, like, a Brazilian runs if you run really fast, I'm like, I'm an okay runner. And so I run, I book it to, to the Ivy, and so, like, the, cl- the class was in the Smith, Smith building. Okay, yeah. So it's quite a way. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. It, a walk would be around, like, 20, 30 minutes. <laughs> 25, yeah. 30 minutes. Yeah. But I bolted it. And so it was like, I was just bolting it, and I was like, I, I, Bolted to the side, like to one side, and I see like this apartment complex. I see people walking through, uh, through like this entrance way in between apart different apartments. I'm like, 
man, I really hope that, like, like I can cut through there and just like bolt up. I'll cut my time by so like by so much. Yeah. And so I was like, and it did. And so I got to our 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 apartment in like fifteen minutes, just straight running. Yeah. <laughs> and running up a hill sucks. Yeah, yeah. And I was like, oh man, I don't think I can. Like, I'm I'm dead tired. I don't think I can make it back. Like, running. Luckily, the bus was there. Like, yeah. the bus shuttle was there, and so oh, I, yeah. just, I took the shuttle down, and I I go to this. I go into like, and luckily as well, they were heading to the Smith Building. I was like, oh, thank goodness. Yeah. <laughs> and so, I go to the Smith. I go back into the class. Class already started. I'm like, oh, ni hao, ni hao. Yeah. Uh, uh, <laughs> and like everyone just busted up laughing. I was like, I was like, well, I mean. I was late for class, but I'm... I, Let I yourself know, I laugh like, about it, right? I, I, I look back, I was like, that was a funny moment. Yeah. Like, like I, it wasn't all that bad that I was late. I, I mean, I walk, I walk in and say good morning in Mandarin. And yeah. I get like a funny, like, awkward, like, oh, I'm... <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I'm sorry I'm late, teacher. <laughs> That's awesome. So, so, you don't let yourself take yourself too seriously. Oh, no. And it, and it... It improves your life. Um, I found the same thing in my life. You got to have a laugh, yeah. right? Um, probably, especially if, if it's at your own expense. Yeah, it's usually the best thing to do as well. Yeah, because yeah. like if you take your, you don't take yourself too seriously. You know, like as a lot of time people take themselves too seriously. Like they take like small events and like make a mountain out of a molehill. Yeah, and, like it's just not healthy. Yeah, like, you get too stressed out. And it's just not fun. And you make and you get like <laughs> and you're stressed out over being stressed out. Yeah. And then it just escalates from there. Yeah, yeah. So so in the future, because you're young, yeah. You're youthful, you're full of life. Well, I feel pretty old compared to some people here in B and BYU, Idaho. I mean, like I met a lot of eighteen year olds and I'm like Yeah. Arr! Especially uh, since we're in our early classes, we're older than a lot of people in those classes. Yeah. Um. But, but yeah, we. Um. I mean, yeah, we we we're still young though. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I still remember VHS. Yeah. And like, eighty percent of the people I know don't even know what VHS is. <laughs> oh wow. Okay. So. So you've got a whole future ahead of you, mm-hmm. uh, probably a VHS-free future. Sadly. If, yeah, yeah. Real rough. VHS is VH best. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you think so. Um, but so with that future, what do you hope to see? What do you hope to accomplish and do? You know, that's... Hmm. Big goals, small goals. So... I've had many different goals in my life and like I've came to the conclusion that a lot of them are really self-centered sadly. And um uh and one thing I actually oh man it sucks but it, it's really good at the same time because my last relationship was like it it like ju- the end of that relationship hit me like like made like a really big change in my life. Mhm. And so, and it's not that, like, the relationship was bad, <laughs> but, like, it made me reflect on a lot of different things. Like, because, like, one thing um, that she said to me, like, when, like, in that breakup was, like, aren't couples supposed to make each other better? And, like, I was, like, yeah, but, like, you know, like, she's, like, I don't feel like what I'm doing better. Like, and I'm, like, oh, shoot. Hmm. And so I kind of came, like, I look back in some of my, like, past relationships. Like, that was my first romantic relationship. So, like, I look at some of my past relationships. Like, why were they so thin? Why were they, uh, like, did I do anything yeah. to them? And I was, like, I'm thinking in my head. I was, like, I want to make an impact in people's lives like be it like i want so uh just like just say i have another analogy to help make this a little bit more clear um 
it's an analogy I heard from uh, from a YouTube user I watch. Um, he compares relationships to like parts of a tree. Uh, there's the leaves, the branches, and the roots. Mm-hmm. There are leaves. They're very, very seasonal. They're, they come and go, but they're very beautiful. They make the tree uh, what it is. It makes it gives it life. But eventually they end. They they end they come quickly and they end quickly. Yeah. There are branches. They they're pretty sturdy ish. But when weight and burden is put upon them, be it from the tree or anything else, they eventually fall. They break. They break under pressure and they they're gone. Yeah. They're off the tree. Then there are the roots. Eventually, uh, the roots stay with the tree no matter what. They give nutrients to the tree. They help support and grow the tree. And the tree grows and helps support the roots. The tr- the roots are nothing without the tree, and the tree is nothing without the roots. Yeah. And that's the same with relationships. There are three types of relationships. Those like the leaf, the tree, and the roots. There are seasonal relationships. There are relationships that last a small amount of time, but they also make they sp- they make an impact. They cha- they could even change the course of someone's life. But I mean, that's what it is. Still, eventually, it ends. Mm-hmm. It's small. There are the branches. I mean, <laughs> we've all had branches in our lives where, like, we think someone's our friend, and. We like we look we look for them for help in a crisis situation and they're just gone. Yeah, they're like it's not my problem, dude. Uh, and there's a third one, the one you can call for anything, like, like you're like who you're like tightest with, like someone that you can rely on, and like you can talk to them about anything. There's people that that, that type of person where. Like, they make a long-lasting impact in your life. Yeah. And for me, I want to be a root to people. Like, I want, like, I want to be, like, because, like, it's very, very, like, it's a very, very different type of lifestyle from when I, like, since I was at the beginning of my life where I was just, like, I was a leaf. Yeah. Like my entire life because of how I was raised, I was a leaf. Yeah. Not, not because I was raised, but because of my lifestyle. I was a leaf. I was. And I decided I don't want to be a leaf anymore. Hmm. I want to be a root to someone. And I want, like, not just someone, I want to be a root for anyone. Like, I want to be a root for as many people as I can. Like, I like helping people. I like, like, if they need help, with someone, something, if they need to open up to me, if they need to <laughs> need a laugh, yeah, yeah, I want them to call me. Yeah, I want someone to say like, "Hey, I need." I want. <laughs> I, it's it's a strange thing to say, but I want I want to hear somebody say, "Help me," so I can help them. I want to be able to like, like. And I want to be able to make an impact hmm. in someone or many people's lives. Yeah. And not just a small, like, leaf, but a root. Someone, like, and that's just, like, my, I guess, a revelation of sense. Like, hmm. I like that. I. I think um, you've definitely brought a lot of laughs to our apartment. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I speak for all of your roommates when we we say thanks especially for that. James. <laughs> especially James. James especially loves the laughs. Oh, oh James. Oh, James. We have to interview James. We d- will have to interview James sometime. <laughs> um, and uh, yeah, I, I I think I think I can see. I mean, I haven't. S- known you very long and i i have i never saw you before that um but i i think you do present 
yourself to people people do see you as somebody who who is there um and and somebody who who's willing to be a friend and to help um and i and we all appreciate that so thank you angelo thank you for being a part of my wax museum for being on my podcast and for having this conversation and of course for being my roommate oh thank you you're welcome Thanks, Angelo, for joining me. It was fantastic to be able to get to know him a little bit more and get to have that conversation on a deeper level. I always enjoy doing this. I always say the recording itself is its own reward, and being able to share it with people and put it out there is just a blessing of modern technology. So if you like, please give it a like, a subscribe, a share, whatever you can do to help share this if you think someone else will benefit from this conversation. And of course, get out there and have conversations with the people around you. Take an hour a day to just sit down and listen and get to know someone. Take five minutes a day if that's all you have. And thanks again for listening to My Wax Museum.